Welcome to Reactivators, the podcast where we review video games from inside video games. Reactivator is a magical device that allows us to travel into the world of any video game. We react to the games we invade. Every week on the podcast, we bring a guest into the Reactivator to give them an opportunity to see one of their favorite video games from a new perspective. I'm your host, Mr. Triple A, the God King. Nick barely Stanza. Take it. I it wasn't loud enough. Uh, okay, I'm gonna do it again. Sorry. One you, sec. Technical difficulties. Should I start over? <laughs> no, no. It's gonna be too quiet. I'm in absolute awe right now. <laughs> it's not coming through one bit effort okay uh forget it it's joining me as always my fearless co-host baby tyler schnub wah wah that's and that's what you were doing after that sound clip didn't go well i was being a whiny baby so my dad uh remixed when i said we are reactivators and put some reverb on there and i thought it'd be very nice tribute to play it and didn't work at all (laughs) right well you know what you can do yeah Maybe send the file to Lindsay. Maybe she can edit it in. Forget it. That's too much effort for me. <laughs> and it'll go right here. Baby Tyler. Wow, that sounded great. <laughs> Thanks, David. Baby Tyler, how's games? Games are fine. I'm still doing Chrono Trigger. It fucking rocks. I'm not going to I'm not going to ask if it's Final Fantasy. I know it yeah. is. Well, that's wrong. But uh, I'm playing. It's yeah. I'm still doing. I'm 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 hammering in, into Chrono Trigger. It's my first time actually doing it, and 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 I just got the 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 prehistoric lady who runs around like a cat. She's cool. Um, how's games for you? Games is good. Uh, today I just beat um my new game plus Spider Man Remastered. I might have said I beat it last week, but I was like. I was right at the end and I officially beat it again. I had the final confrontation. I lied. Great. Good, good start to the show. Maybe we should just redo it. (laughs) No, we can't. Okay. Uh, Let's get our guests. Play the clip one more time though. I I have a good feeling about it. (laughs) Okay. Let's try it again. Sound all the way up. Great. Yeah. It kind of looked like you guys heard it. Yeah. (laughs) It was cool. All right. We have a fantastic guest today writer, improviser, reluctant actor, and an enthusiastic podcast guest, David Donella. Welcome to the show. Hey, how are you guys doing? What's up? We're so good. Good, good, good. I feel like I'm always one of those like terrible guests who can't be quiet during the intro bits. Like I know I'm supposed to wait for that, that like, and joining us today before I say anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm just in here going like, yeah, nice, nice boys. <laughs> Look, we love it. And there's no official rule saying you can't jump in sooner. You know, right. it's sort of a common courtesy thing. But our guest yeah. last week did well, it. That, I mean, but that's what I'm saying is like, I mean, uh, who's it? Terry Gross never has to deal with her guest being like, you know, interrupting when she's saying fresh air. Yeah, That's I right. would if I was there. I'd probably jump. Oh in. my god! If I was if I was on Fresh Air with Terry Gross, I'd put my feet up, 
I'd, I'd be the bad boy of NPR. Ooh. Yeah, she wouldn't know what hit her. Right. NPR needs a bad boy. Oh, they do. Hey, do I feel like it? everybody starts out at NPR thinking they're going to be the bad boy of NPR. And then yeah. it's like, there's probably like lots of tea and everybody's wearing scarves and they're just feeling so chilled out. But that like three weeks in, they like stop being the bad boy. <laughs> right. They stop bringing their lunch in a tote bag and instead just bring a lunchbox or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Probably like a, a goofy lunchbox. Mm-hmm. Yeah. David, how's games? Games, games is good. Sorry. Games is um games is better than it's been in a long time. Um, mm. I personally am uh I just uh cracked open uh Persona 5 Royal, mm. which uh famously um the Persona series uh will never turn down an opportunity to wring money out of their fans pockets so every game has like four versions and each version is just good enough to warrant us buying it again Mm -hmm. so persona 5 royal is like literally the same game as persona 5 except they made a couple tweaks that make it impossible to ignore so i'm finally getting after it i cannot wait for persona 5 strikers ultimate edition oh i know (laughs) I'm like, I'm hyped for Persona 5 Tropical Freeze. Oh, honestly, all of this sounds amazing to me. And this is why I, this is why Atlas gets to make as many games as this is why Atlas makes one original game every four years and then uh, lines its pockets the other three years by just re-releasing the same games. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Answer this for me as someone who's not a big Persona player. Um, What's the difference between Persona 5 and Persona 5 Royal? Royale? I think it's just Royal. Royal. Um, so um, there are a couple new confidants. And um, for those of you who have never played a Persona game, which is not the game we're actually talking about in Reactivators today, um, those are the friends that you have to make. You have to, the, like the whole thrust of a Persona game is one maybe one third of the game is you going into dungeons and fighting things and doing all that shit. And then the other two thirds are you living the life of a Japanese high schooler uh, and making friends and connections with people that make you more powerful in the dungeons that you fight in. Um, So there are a couple new, what they call confidants who are your friends that you meet with. There's one new playable character. There are, I think like 10 to 15 new personas Uh, maybe even a few more. And then there are just like little events, little quality of life things, um, stuff like that. I, I played persona five and I got, it was about, you know, 15 hours until I was about done with the tutorial. Um, (laughs) And I got to tell you, it it got immediately too hard and I stopped. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, So the games are famous. I mean, this is, I guess all, a lot of RPGs are like this, but the games are famous for being hard until they're dog shit easy. Um, Right. Yeah. Um, But, but that's real. That's what I like about games sometimes is just like, you know, like working really hard and then hitting a breaking point and then just like 
dog walking through the rest of the game. Sure. Hey, speaking of a game like that, David and I went to a Dodgers game last weekend. We did. And, and our boys won. They did win. And it was tough until right at the end. And then they got three runs in a row and clinched it, cinched it. Yeah. They something did. They won. They, they both of those things did. <laughs> yeah. And hey, uh, Reactivators fans out there, um, I want you to sound off in the comments, sound off in the emails. So we gave you a little bit of detail about this Dodgers game. It was about a week ago and the Dodgers won late. Let's see. Uh, we'll, what kind of prize can you guys give them if uh, somebody can correctly guess which game we went to? Oh, wow. Probably we actually post something on the social media that we're going to say that we say we're going to. Yeah, we'll do a social media post for you uh, if you want. And we'll read your email live. <laughs> if you think you know what the game was, let's do reactivators at gmail.com. Hit us up there uh, and, you know, we'll figure out something. Tyler will give you a plushie or whatever. No, I will not. <laughs> you'll buy a new I one will, for him. I will not do that. <laughs> you'll sign your giant Kirby and, and you'll give him that. And, and now we're no! locked in. So reactivators at gmail.com. <laughs> leave us a five-star review on iTunes if you really want us to see it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So review. I'll, you know what? I'll add something to the mix. I have like, um, I have game codes for like a hundred games from like subscribing to like one of those, like, oh, every week we'll give, or every month we'll give you 10 uh, PC game codes. Whoa. I'll, I'll, I'll throw somebody a game code okay. for just some wow. random game. That's generous. That's more generous than Tyler would be. So hit uh, hit us up for a game code from David. Uh, and you know but other. and more importantly though, um, Nick and Tyler will uh, do social media posts. <laughs> They've been promising. <laughs> we always say, "Well, we'll post a picture of this." Never happens. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, here's another pick I'm going to promise and not deliver on. Um, so uh, past guest of the show, Dan Frost, one of my best friends in the world, he listened to our Pokemon Sword and Shield episode with Vic Michaelis. Mm -hmm. He heard that um, I'm going through a bit of a Lego uh, Mandalorian phase. Um, <laughs> and in his quest to just turn me into a full-on man-child, he bought me the Mandalorian Razor Crest. This is like a $150 set. It's the Mandalorian ship. It's got a little Carl Weathers. It's got IG-11. You know, you got your Grogu in there. Uh, it, it's uh, one of the nicest gifts I've ever received. It was so generous. I want to thank you, Dan. Um, you're, you're the best. Okay. <clears throat> I'm gonna, I, I'll say this. Sounds like he's trying to hurt you. It sounds like he's, he's trying, trying to, to turn. Me. He's trying to turn you into a full-on man-child, as you said. Yeah, we can't. You have to give it back, Nick. You have to sell it. You can't yeah. become a man-child. This can't happen to you. Dan is not your friend. He's trying to hurt you. It's too late. I'm a Mando child. Because they call they called him the child, Baby Yoda, for a while. Okay. Uh, David. Nick, it, I can't wait. I hope I have kids in like 10 years, right when you're selling all your Legos and shit. I'm just yeah. going to clean up. I'm just going to get all your toys when you're getting rid of them. Yeah, I'll probably be swimming in them at that point. Scrooge McDuck <laughs> style. I, the reason I bring that, I, I just... um. I have very gently been getting into Magic the Gathering. Mm -hmm. And I also immediately was like, this is too expensive of a hobby. This is like something that's not feasible for uh, 
anybody who also eats food. And so just off like, um, just off like a whim, I was like, let me see what's going on on Craigslist. And there are some amazing people who are like getting rid of all my magic card posts. Uh, that's pretty great. Oh, that's really fun. some real, real, you, you know, you forget what the world is like. And then you go on like Amazon, I mean, Facebook marketplace and like Craigslist and like, just look at the people who are dumping their toys. <laughs> yeah. Probably Can't get a couple free, them. uh, pot of gold card <laughs> how, how much does a magic the gathering pack go at retail price right now uh i i guess um like a new pack or something like yeah. that um i think it's 250 two dollars which is not bad except oh. apparently you have to buy like 100 of them to do anything oh so, i see i i recently my my dad i was at my dad's house and he was like do you want any of these cards there were some old pokemon cards then there were magic cards which i've never oh no you know what these are Yu-Gi-Oh cards now that i'm looking at them how embarrassing <laughs> but you know what there's a huge card collection come like coming back right yeah now. yeah i might have it's my a- parents dig up my pokemon cor- cards to sell those yeah um yeah uh, uh well <laughs> it's time for the call of duty corner all right the more things change the more they stay the same Fifty thousand people used to live here now it's a ghost town the numbers mason you mop it revenge is like a ghost all right let's do this welcome to stanza's call of duty corner where i talk about all things cod hey guess what we got an update armored royale is back in Warzone. holy moly what a great game <laughs> i think david <laughs> might have something to say yeah i just i know i all i was gonna say is I, i've listened to you know this podcast before and i just assumed that some of the stuff was drops and i had no idea that it was just nick ripping it off <laughs> it's astounding it's like... uh, he i think this is because i'll say this it wasn't as uh, energetic as Nick can sometimes be. Mm-hmm. And I think he was just preparing for uh, being made fun of. I was. Yeah, I just <laughs> I felt like this episode's going to go in a rusty direction. So I wanted to get through it efficiently. Wait, I'm sorry. Wait, yeah. I don't want to be I don't want to be the guy that comes in and teases people. <laughs> I'm, I'm genuinely impressed. I'm in awe. Oh, thank you so much. Always nice to meet a fan. <laughs> Uh, so I started playing Warzone on PlayStation 5, and I gotta say, it's smooth. Boy, it's great. You also load into lobbies way faster. It's so weird. On PS4, I noticed this from the other side, where uh, in this game, kind of infamously, the chat cuts off about five seconds before you load into the game, and then I wouldn't hear somebody for 30 seconds, but my PS5 friends would be talking already. They would already be in and playing. Uh, let's see. What's even the point of this segment? David, have you ever played Call of Duty? <laughs> Is this an effect I'm having? <laughs> no. Okay. It can't be. <laughs> just... What is this? What's that? God, there's that thing where it's like, oh, I, I can't even remember. But there's some character that shows up and everybody's depressed. <laughs> they um what's my experience with call of duty i yeah. uh got 
used to play some version of it when I was like 12 and got ripped apart early and um, made fun of. And I, I never went back to it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to figure out what game that would be. Do you think it was Modern Warfare 1? <laughs> it was Halo 2. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll expose myself. <laughs> okay so this is you're not a first person shooter guy i'll take it no i all that was the other thing is i get super dizzy playing like anything faster than skyrim oh yeah okay i get sure. that i remember uh our buddy jack who's been on he we used to play um arctic thunder does anybody remember that it was an arcade game originally where you were writing uh I think it was like snowmobiles. Oh, it was, yeah. It was a, yeah. It was an offshoot of a boat one. And then uh, his mom would walk past the TV and get motion sick just by seeing it out of the corner of her eye. Ooh. Was I, that a game that you play with a, like a light gun or would you play that with a uh, controller? Uh, we were playing with controller. I don't know if there was a light gun option. Mm-hmm. So I played this at an arcade mm-hmm. uh, at um, a uh, family arcade. Uh, no. Shout out to Family Arcade in in uh, East Hollywood. Shout out. Um, shout out. Um, shout you play it on. Maybe it is a different game now that I'm thinking about it. But you do ride on a snowmobile. And yeah. You, like, move around. I think that's um, the same game. It, it well, this one blows uh, cool air in your face, and it oh. rumbles. <laughs> okay, maybe that is different. That's cool. So are you it's racing or dodging in this game? Is it is it shooting, racing, or dodging? In my it version, is all it three racing. of those things. Um, oh, you're right. Maybe I am thinking of a different thing. <laughs> no, there, there. It, boy, this is so pointless for us to talk about two different games potentially. But in the version that I'm used to, yes, you could shoot. You could get powder power ups and then shoot rockets at people or stuff like that. And then you would try to dodge other people too. But I remember the uh, big thing that you could unlock at the end was a snowman riding a snowmobile. That was so Whoa. tight. Take tied that rags that's that's big tony hawk pro skater vibes like the cartoon win i used to play this game california speeding and like every car was like a race car but then if you unlocked everything final unlock was like a semi truck oh yeah and it hauled yes that's what you want games (laughs) give us back these things give us game developers we want to unlock Barack Obama and Bill Clinton in NBA Jam. That's what we want. <laughs> or Ronald Reagan in Call of Duty Cold War. And that no! concludes the, cult, the <laughs> Call of Duty quarter. Wow. That was a quick one today. Yeah. I didn't want to I, do it. <laughs> um, am, I, so, am I coming in on a lag? No. I don't think so. Okay, great. Well, th- that brings us to my segment, which, of course, I don't think you're coming in on a leg. Oh, stop it. <laughs> um, uh, 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 for my new segment, we got him, autumn. Fire's crackling. Ah, yes, it's pumpkin spice, Midna. Ah, Dewey. Okay. Okay. Oh, he you went out for a sec. <laughs> okay, I'm sure it'll get it on my end. Oh, the Pokey Park looks beautiful this time of year. 
Welcome to we we got a bottom. Uh, we all remember my failed segment from last season, We Boy Summer, uh, <laughs> where I tried to make uh, a comeback with the we uh, drinking margaritas and playing we games and Hawaiian shirts. Uh, I it was quickly. Um, uh, discontinued because i got too embarrassed about it maybe just like nick got embarrassed about his call of duty segment and i said i'm only going to do long sleeve and brown liquors um and that is perfect for we got a modem so same thing happens this time of year put on those long sleeves get out a nice glass of scotch and boot up the Wii again so, hmm. so what it's literally the same thing. You're... It's different. Okay. How's it different? Well, I, you know, I've gotten a couple more Wii games. <laughs> okay. Tell us about that. Well, I got, uh, uh, I got Okami for the Wii. Oh, that's a classic. I found that. Yeah. And you know what? I want to play it on the Wii. I have it on my Switch, but I'm like, I don't want to play it on the Switch. No. I got a physical copy on the Wii. I want to do that with a nice glass of scotch. <laughs> okay. And I can draw and look and look the the colors in that game pretty fallish half the time, Definitely. all the time. Absolutely. Oranges, browns. Yep. Right. So, this week for, for we got a modem, <laughs> the game of the week is of course Okami. And that's the fire going even though it's about 100 degrees in Los Angeles at the moment. Mm, Warming my hands by the fire. And that's not uh, uh, Wii consoles being thrown in the fire. They're actually pretty useful. Pretty Mm. useful. Mm. My water suddenly tastes like pumpkin spice. Mm, I can smell the nutmeg from here. Mm -hmm. Midna's favorite drink. Um, Hey, Tyler. Yeah. I'm going to expose myself. I've already mentioned that I'm not a big drinker. Um, what's the flavor profile of scotch? Um, you know, I assume it's just like whiskey. I don't really drink scotch. What the uh, heck? Poser. <laughs> it's a brown this. liquor. It's a brown liquor. Wow. I thought we had a Don Draper over here. Hey, what? Tyler. Uh, yes. What's a sweater feel like? Um, well, it depends on the kind. Uh, you'd ask, I mean, a sweater or a jumper? You never uh, wore a sweater, a... have you? <laughs> Come on. A jumper? That's what they say in the, you know, cross pod. <laughs> Tyler's secret Brit. <laughs> I swear, if, if you guys are going to make this, this whole season tank, just like We Boy Summer did... I would be so pissed. Just no. feels like you don't really believe in the concept. You never I had a believe. scotch. You never, you probably never tasted a pumpkin spice latte. That's true, actually. I've never had <sighs> Hey, Tyler. I made up the fact that Midnote liked him. What? <laughs> you canceled. <laughs> I'm canceled or, or we got him out of his cancel. <laughs> You were canceled. You're canceled. Actually, um, I've already got some internal numbers here, and we got him. Autumn is doing really well. 
Really? <laughs> People love it. People love it. And actually, uh, Minna's publicist reached out and says that Minna loves pumpkin spice lattes. They're yeah. liking that I'm saying it, huh? Yeah, All right. yeah, yeah. No, yeah, they said the only problem with the segment is you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Said, yeah. So, I uh, hate to say it, but next episode, you're out, but the segment's in. <laughs> okay. You know what? Uh, fair enough. Yeah, we well, got the guy who got fired from Jeopardy to take it. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Richards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is um, that joke timely anymore? You know, mm, it'll always be a part of Jeopardy history. So <laughs> for the Jepheads out there. <laughs> Why don't I ask Jep-head. my friend Bean Dad? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually have some stories about him. I'll tell off pod. Um, <laughs> uh, that concludes. Uh, we got him on him. So. Oh, hey, well, then why don't we talk about our game of the week? Assassin's Creed 2 is an action-adventure game developed by Ubisoft or Ubisoft. Does anybody know this? You seen this, this is an age-old question. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to say UB. Is that okay? Yeah. That's fine. Okay. Developed by Ubisoft. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't, I'm going to say it differently the next time. You, Ubisoft Montreal and published by Ubisoft. <laughs> Continuing the story of Assassin's Creed, the sequel follows Desmond Miles, an ethnically ambiguous present-day man, as he is forced to relive the memories of his ancestors through the use of a device called the Animus. In this game, Desmond's journey takes him into the mind of Ezio Auditore da Firenze, an assassin who lived during the 15th century Italian Renaissance. Players control Ezio as he learns how to become an assassin in order to avenge his family, cruelly murdered by the evil Borgias. Originally released in 2009 for the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, Assassin's Creed 2 received critical acclaim and is often considered one of the best video games ever made. Uh, With praise directed towards its narrative, gameplay, aesthetics, and world design, all noted as marked improvements over its predecessor. Assassin's Creed 2 was followed by two direct sequels and then a whole bunch of other games and has sold over 9 million copies worldwide. David, I understand this is one of your favorite games. I love this game. (laughs) I love it. And uh, I feel like Assassin's Creed 2 is in some ways the Final Fantasy 7 of the Assassin's Creed series in that uh, it's a lot of people's entry point into the series. And also uh, you have no need to play Assassin's Creed 1 to, uh, to really care about anything that happens. Like they call this game a sequel. That's only if you give a shit about that character Desmond, who is absolutely inconsequential. <laughs> Yeah, ultimately uh, proves to do nothing, um, uh, which was a bummer. I was really hoping for more in that storyline that never came. Yeah, that was like, uh, that was just like, uh, we're like putting the cart way before the horse, but (laughs) the whole Desmond thing is just like, uh, what do they call it when they put it in front of like, it's like focus group stuff where it's like, they, they heard that people didn't like Desmond and they took it out and then everybody was like, these games kind of are weird without Desmond. <laughs> yeah, I I haven't played the more recent ones. Uh, our guest Adrian Snow talked about it a little bit. There is a woman now who is basically the Desmond of the past three games. Um, I don't know what your history is, uh, David. I'd love to hear about your experience with the franchise generally, but I have not played anything past the one that took place in England. 
Mm. I was so scared you were going to ask him about how he feels about women. <laughs> well, that question's coming. Okay. <sighs> I hate him. Uh, <laughs> no! <laughs> oh, shit. shit. Now you're delete. canceled. Oh, Lindsay, oh. keep that in. <laughs> okay, don't worry. We'll get LeVar Burton to take my place. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so yeah, let's talk about the game a little more generally. So it does take place in Italy. Um, you can go to several different Italian cities. Uh, it is set in the Renaissance. So Leonardo da Vinci is one of your friends in the game. The Medici family is part of it. These are all real people. Uh, something that I really liked about these games at the time. But then uh, the first one is set even further back in time and you play as uh his name is Altair where was it set generally the middle east is that during the, right? the uh the crusades the yeah crusades. I, it, I think it's um jerusalem yeah jerusalem damascus is in it um mm-hmm. sorry if i'm pronouncing that wrong uh but yeah that game teased you at the very end with this magical artifact that the main villain has and then you kill him and it's over and uh Altair that protagonist does not get any answers this game expands on that much more so while it is set in Italy in the past there are these moments that keep creeping in where you're getting hints of the lore of the world something that really scared me (laughs) like oh yeah there are these mythical objects that people can use that give them powers but it has one of my favorite um moments in video games at the end when uh Ezio activates this device and a god appears but it doesn't talk to him it talks to Desmond through him uh it gives me chills just talking about it right now yeah Uh, um, I, I mean, I completely agree. I think it's one of the most, uh, it, despite the fact that people seem to hate the Desmond storyline, I think it's a super creative um, vehicle for a, a game. And mm-hmm. I thought that that twist to it made the Desmond aspects worth it. And I, I thought that they, I thought that they were building something that was really interesting that, Um, Like video game companies are so prone to doing, um, they immediately backed off of that um, to do uh, much safer stuff. Yeah, so that's one of the things I I think, and I don't mind Desmond, I I think he ends up being boring, but he's voiced by Nolan North, who's one of the best voice actors in the business. He had potential. I think what everybody kind of wanted from him was, you know, he's learning all these assassin skills by traveling through these memories there should have been a game where he's the assassin yeah uh, I, I, I thought that that was surely where we were heading was like a 21st century assassin's creed with desmond as the main character and maybe a character that has grown into somebody who kind of you know learns from the experiences of yeah. all of these not just in terms of like you know oh like i learned how to fight by being in the tank but also like oh you know i've lived you know six or seven different lives in the tank. I've lived as uh, Altair, I've lived as Ezio. Like I thought that that was something that was building too, where this guy was gonna, you know, kind of be, you know, interesting in that regard. But again, <laughs> well, let's. You know, just, what are you gonna do? <laughs> let's give a, a little note here that we're gonna spoil the next couple of games. Cause I, I feel like we're 
dodging around the issue a little bit. I'm going to spoil up to us uh, through Assassin's Creed three right now. You get five seconds to <laughs> pause this episode. Uh, these games get wonky because after Assassin's Creed two, there's a game called Brotherhood and a game called Revelations, which are direct sequels in that they follow more of Ezio's story and very little happens with Desmond except that Kristen Bell who is in the first three games uh, motion captured just her it's so strange Uh, she gets killed after she's revealed to be bad and then I liked those games but they're the same thing Assassin's Creed 3 follows a new protagonist uh, Connor who's uh, half Native American and then at the end of that one Desmond just dies he sacrifices himself for the world but that's not really clear and then he's gone so the games that follow that the pirate game Black Flag he's not in it uh it's there's that is even more of a focus group thing it's literally a focus group in the game yeah (laughs) (laughs) and uh so that's kind of where i tapped out just because there's been so many uh, at this point but i played five full games and didn't get a satisfying conclusion (laughs) i mean yeah oh sorry tyler you look like you were gonna say something no no please go (laughs) i'll reveal my answers after okay um let me leave and come back okay okay <laughs> um well uh we'll tread some water here uh yeah david when did you get this game what what time in your life did this game come into it so i'm i'm trying to um I, i'm trying to place what what time in my life i got it because I, what i'll say uh which is also slightly in response to what you're saying about how you tapped out after playing five full games is that I, I never tapped out, but basically what I do is I don't get an Assassin's Creed game until it costs $10, Mm -hmm. uh, which they all inevitably do. (laughs) They come out, uh, you know, they come out and they're 60 bucks. And then a year later they are like nine 99 with all the (laughs) DLC. So I think um, Assassin's Creed 2, I might have gotten for like 30 bucks, loved it, and probably got the next two like at AAA price. And then from that point forward, it was just kind of like, I will play these games five years after they come out and I will love them. I don't. And part of the reason I think I love them is because I haven't made a significant financial commitment to them. Yeah. Um, But I, I mean, I, I play them all and I love them. It's like movie pass, you know, when movie oh, yeah. pass existed, it didn't matter what you were seeing. It was good because you were basically going to the movie theater for free. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and every time you use it, your price, <laughs> the price of all the tickets that you got goes down a little bit more. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tyler, please tell us what you were going to tell us. So I, I have played, I've only played the first one. I've played a part of this this game, mm-hmm. second one. I've played the one where Ezio is old. Okay. Revelations. Yeah. Beat that one. That's the only one I... Th- no, I beat that one. I beat Black Flag. I haven't touched any other ones. What I like about that is you said only, and then <laughs> named about five games. So well, great. I, I get, think but you stopped. 12. You stopped. Yeah. You st- yeah. Actually, I guess you're less than 50. That's also like, what an insane franchise. This oh, is like... Yes. This is like the Madden for like history nerds, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Or the Call of Duty for assassin nerds. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. They're both good. Um I um 
what was I going? Where was I going with this? Um, I played Revelations before I played Assassin's Creed Two. Mm. Oh, that's and hard to come back from. It's weird. I did. I didn't understand the story at all. It was uh, it, it, somebody told me that Desmond was dead, and I was like, the guy from the first one uh, was <laughs> unclear. Went back and played uh, this one, and I was like, I don't like looking at him young. I spent wow. too much time with them old. <laughs> I can't stand this guy old or young. Sorry. That one also features the first protagonist, Altair, but even older. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And he sits and dies in a chair. That's the end of his arc in that game. And somebody had to tell me who that was. Yeah, <laughs> despite you having played and beaten that one. Well, I hadn't. I, I guess I haven't beaten the first one. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, I like the first one. I think it has a really great look to it actually uh very fun but we're not here to talk about that we are here to talk about two and despite my problems with the desmond story i love this game i love it this is going to be a reverse of the, our last of us two episode where i talk about what i liked and then what i hated for a long time i'm going to talk <laughs> about uh all the stuff i like about this game i think Ezio is a great protagonist He's voiced by Roger Craig Smith. You may know him as uh, Batman from Arkham Origins. You may also know him as your boy Sonic the Hedgehog. Past several games. Uh, Oh, okay. (laughs) Thought there was going to be a big reaction to that. (laughs) Whoa, I'm I'm just shocked. That's a huge range. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And everybody's put in their pre-orders for uh, Sonic Colors. Oh, you honestly, (laughs) Honestly, the, uh, the ads have started popping up and I'm like, maybe I'm back. Yo, it looks you great. Give it. You you gotta you gotta at least pre-order it for the baby Sonic keychain. <laughs> what? I, that don't think I didn't. I was like, well, <laughs> I don't know. I but I'm a. I despite uh, <laughs> we're dipping into other stuff, but yeah. despite like having not played a Sonic the Hedgehog game now in like ten years, I will still like if I'm in a comic book store and like I see a Sonic the Hedgehog backpack, I'll have to look at it for twenty minutes. <laughs> I, I get that i was at the store uh i was at a target uh the other day and i did there were they have these sonic anniversary toys and i was like yeah. i could buy these toys yeah <laughs> i'd buy all these if yeah. i could get my hand on that sonic lego you better believe i would it's like 50 dollars oh. for the little minifigure i can't i can't bring myself to do it <laughs> Is it like a little Sonic person that you can place in things or do you build a Sonic the Hedgehog head? That would be, uh, yeah, it it is a little Sonic person. You can place in things. I think it comes with two things, a car from Sonic Racers, whatever that game was called. And then, yeah. I saw this when I was looking at the toys. And can I say, the Sonic in that Lego set is so cute. Really? (laughs) Mm-hmm. Oh. It's the cutest Sonic I've ever seen. And I was like, if I was into Legos, I'd get it just for this cute little Sonic. Wait a minute. They're selling it? Yeah, I think. For I'm cheap? pretty sure it was a Lego set. Oh my gosh. I'm going to go to Target right after this recording. <laughs> 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 okay, we are really getting off track here. <laughs> uh is a great protagonist. He has a very um, great journey over the course of this game. Something that I I like in comparison to the first game, although I like the first game, is that mm-hmm. Altair's journey is that he's an assassin who only at the end of the game starts to realize he might be wrong. He kills all these people and then 
finds this bad guy who's kind of manipulated him, his former mentor, and kills him too. But he is left unsatisfied. And that's basically mm-hmm. how the story ends for four more games. Ezio, this is the first game where you get to learn to become an assassin. He's a normal boy who gets these skills after his family's killed. And then what I love so much is that it gives you all the assassinations, but at the end, you get you confront Rodrigo Borgia and make the choice to spare him. Yes. I love that choice. I think it's such a great culmination of his character arc. It shows that he is still a person. Uh, he has humanity to him. And to have an assassin choose mercy, and it, I, 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 they nailed it. They nailed yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a great arc. I, the one, the one quibble I will make, um, which is, uh, I mean, it's just one of those beautiful things in games is you say he goes through training and indeed he does go through training, but he also as a rambunctious teenager is able to parkour over absolutely everything in the game before <laughs> the training sequence starts. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. You can climb on everything. It's yeah. pre breath of the wild. It was that game where yeah. the, the world is your parkour course. <laughs> uh does anybody remember the easter egg with his uncle (laughs) you're gonna have to remind me on this i I will remind you i feel like if you knew it if you remember this game you would know this moment because you meet your uncle uh early on you don't Mm -hmm. know who it is this character introduces himself he's like Ezio, good to see you again you say who who are you and he says it's a me mario your uncle mario (laughs) (laughs) And I went back and rewatched that clip because I thought I might have hallucinated it. Yeah. It's such a weird thing in a game that's almost completely humorless <laughs> to have this guy <laughs> reference the biggest video game character in the world just because he's Italian. I can actually explain why I don't know that. And this actually oh. speaks to something that um, is present in at least all of Assassin's Creed 2. I believe it's present in Assassin's... I mean, it's obviously present in Assassin's Creed 3. And then it's a present in four as well, um, which is in Assassin's Creed 2, you can play two Brotherhood and Revelations. You can play that game and have all the audio be in Italian instead of English. So I have actually never played that game with the English voice actors because there was something so distracting to me about like a bunch of people talking in Italian accents, but speaking Whoa. English. So I've always played it with the Italian voice actors. So just a lot of wahoos. Yeah. Yeah. How dare Mama you. Mia. <laughs> uh, I got this game. It was the second to last Christmas where I still felt like a kid because uh the one where i the, my last one i'll just say it it was call of duty black ops the following year uh and that that was great jack and i played that game all day we had hot cocoa it was snowing outside it was perfect but right. assassin's creed 2 who knew you'd I, become a depraved adult <laughs> mando, right after this mando child um i uh I loved Assassin's Creed 2. I got it Christmas morning. I was so excited. It was the game I wanted uh, as a fan of the first one. And I just remember sitting on the in the, the living room couch and playing it and being enamored, thinking it looked so good. And then my dad came in and he said, this game looks good. And I was like, yes, it does look good. And then I started swimming and he said, the swimming looks bad. And I said, yeah, it does look bad. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I loved it. I was so into it. And uh, I think I cut out um, as I was about to yell at you guys for making fun of Italian culture. Um, I, <laughs> I had gone to Italy two years before this. We stayed in Sorrento and then we went to Florence and a couple locations from the game before the game had come out. It was, it was so random, but um, I'm half Italian. My dad is a hundred percent. And I really uh, was big on Italy at this time. So getting to play as a character who was Italian meant a lot to me. Um, and we're not a protected minority race or anything. And so I, I just want to say that I don't believe that Italian culture is super special, but <laughs> I, I loved it at the time. Well, Nick, I'll tell you something. Um, uh, two things. One is that I also, part of the reason I wanted to play this game was because I was super into Italian culture and particularly I love like Renaissance stuff. I also love ancient cultures too so mm. the the more uh recent ones have been really appealing to me um for that reason and i'll also tell you that at the time that i played this game i thought that i was also italian <laughs> well your last name sounds italian <laughs> my last name sounds italian everybody in my family thought i was italian i will not get into the entire story here you can actually <laughs> hear that story on npr told well, by Andrew. my sister um, but I am not Italian. Our entire family is not Italian, but we sure thought we were. Um, <laughs> it turns out we're regular, regular black folks uh, with, with, you know, a hint of master. Um, but uh, yeah, no. Um, but yeah, at the time I was like, I thought I was Italian. I was into Italian culture and like part of playing these games that was so interesting to me was how, um, how deep they were in terms of like recreating these ancient places. There was like, anytime you ran over, you know, some chapel, it would be like, Hey, do you want to learn more about this? And I would mm -hmm. like, I never read the codex for anything, but in Assassin's Creed, I'd be like, yeah, actually, as a matter of fact, I would like to know about this. <laughs> oh, um, I love that. The first time I played this game, it did make me want Italian food. Uh, <laughs> And I did make the frozen Italian meal from Trader Joe's I had in the freezer. Mm. I was like, well, ah, an authentic Italian experience. Because <laughs> they probably called it Trader Joe's or something like that. Yeah, right? they do. That's exactly, right. exactly what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen, I, I got some shit in my fridge right now. <laughs> uh, my dad was here last week for my writer's group. He just uh, mm. cooked an Italian meal, um, which was delightful. Eggplant oh parmesan, God. meatballs. Ooh, it was yeah. hitting. <laughs> Yeah, uh, oh. I I have to say this is so random, but our next guest on next week's episode, Francesca Tricamo Palmer, also discovered she was not Italian. Her name is Francesco Tricamo, and she's not oh. even Italian. It's so strange. That's amazing. We'll have to ask her about that next time. Yeah, uh, yeah. Ask her on my behalf. Ask her if she's secretly black. I mean, I'm not secretly <laughs> black. I shouldn't say I'm, I'm not secretly <laughs> black. I've been a black man my whole life. I. <laughs> <laughs> David, I have to say, if you're trying to hide that, you're not doing yeah. a great job. <laughs> so, I mean, secretly black. I I meant um, uh, just because the the Danella name came from the black side of my family, so we thought, oh, some we must have had somebody. Anyway, <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, you're not you're not one of yeah. us. Instead, hey. I get the uh, rich uh, culture of Ireland uh, somewhere in my deep <laughs> ancestry. David, hey, you know what? I'm going to extend an 
olive branch, olive oil branch, if you will. <laughs> um, I'd like to welcome you into the Italian family. Thank you. And I accept. Okay. Hey, Wait, Tyler. I don't care. Tyler, I'd like you to, I'd like to now that I'm in, I'd like to also extend you a branch if you're not already Italian. No, you know, I'm not. Uh, you know, you I'm like fine. To... Thank you. Thank you so much, David. Uh, okay, I guess you can be Italian, dude. <laughs> now let's hey, I like the church. frozen food. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Okay, this is my last thing on this game. Um, I, when Ezio kills someone, uh, he always says, Resquiet cat in pace. <laughs> That's the Italian rest in peace. And yeah. that has become something I say when people die <laughs> because of this game. Oh, yeah. Usually I whisper it to myself. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. say it loudly, but it's just burned into my brain. Uh, David, yeah. is there anything from Assassin's Creed 2 that you still hold dear? Oh, um, yes, there actually is one thing, which is... Um, Ezio's sister, um, uh, she like manages, <laughs> she, she like manages the accounts and I'm pretty sure like anytime you, uh, whenever you talk to her, she first says like, I think she says like, va presto. And then when you leave, she said, oh no, she says, maybe she says like, hasta presto. And then when she leaves, she says, va bene, or maybe it's the other way around. Oh, yeah. But that that was, for some reason, always, um, like, etched into my mind. By the way, with the requiescat and Pachem thing, mm-hmm. um, I also thought that's so dope. I think that's also one of the dopest things overall in Assassin's Creed is, like, when you kill somebody, you, like, go into this, like, weird kind of ether world. Yes. Um, and, like, kind of have this, like, conversation with them as they go to the other side mm-hmm. i always thought that was that super is. dope but i also learned that r.i.p is on tombstones in places and cultures where it would not be rest in peace and the reason for that is actually because before people were saying rest in peace they were saying requiescat in pacha so you can go to places where it there would be like why would it say r.i.p there and it's because they were actually doing the Latin or the Italian there. Wow, great trivia fact. I had no clue. Yeah. Tyler, yeah, just say something. Oh, this game badass, dude. <laughs> okay. Hey, David, it sounds like you're a fan of Assassin's Creed 2, but have you ever been inside Assassin's Creed 2? No. Oh, really? Well, yeah, we that. We thought you might say that. We <laughs> just happened to send you a little reactivator. Oh, I've got it right here. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Make some noise while you get it ready. Those are good. Okay. Okay, spraying the reactivator down. Uh this is the canonical noise the reactivator makes. A lot of our guests don't hold it close enough to the mic to yeah. hear that. It's revving up. Here we go. All right. Welcome to Abstergo. It's your first day. Um, 
Here's your cubicle. Okay, great. Um, yeah. So, you know, welcome to the team. Yeah, I'm really uh, so, excited to be here. Yeah, it's great. We're, we're excited to have you. So I know when you took the job, you thought, oh, I'm going to be going into different. I, I know you're really probably looking forward to going into Ezio's life. Is that right? Oh, my God. I, you, I mean, I, yeah, I, to be honest, yes, I, I was very excited to go into Ezio's life. I just, I, you know, I mean, Yes. Yeah. You, yeah. Uh, you said that in the interview. Yeah. Well, it's why I applied. <laughs> well, you know, we, we were hoping maybe you could be part of, consider this job more of a focus group now. Okay. Uh, what do you mean? Uh, well, he wasn't, Ezio wasn't really testing well um, with, you know, everybody here at the office. So we decided to put, another uh famous italian into 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 I'm italy sorry i'm sorry wait hold on Ezio wasn't testing well within the office no nobody could we didn't nobody liked him really he's a playboy that turns into an avenging angel he's literally a renaissance batman he wasn't mm -hmm. testing well but haven't we seen that before you know yeah we love it every time that's why i applied here mm -hmm. all right send in the focus group a bunch of people shuffle into the room. Oh, good. You're all here. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. God, so everybody in this cubicle. Okay. Uh, uh, we just, you know, we just want to get reaction to all this anyway. So how would you feel about having another classic Italian in Italy? Sonic um, the Hedgehog. I love it. Sonic's cool. What? what? I, I'm see what i mean I, i'm uh, hold on hold on a second i am um, excuse me what sonic isn't italian he's i don't think he took i don't think he existed back is i mean is sonic real sonic is i mean you know what he looks like right you yeah, can picture I mean, him in your I head know what he looks like yeah i mean i know what he looks like sonic the hedgehog look don't get me wrong i love sonic the hedgehog but i am deeply interested in uh, Italian culture and uh, and revenge, frankly. And, okay. I, you know, I just, I, I, I mean, my entire, why would you hire me if this was the case? I, you know, my entire cover letter was about how uh, I thought that I could explore Ezio and understand him better. And mm -hmm. uh, in the interview, all I talked about is Ezio. Uh, I think that uh, Ezio eats too much pasta, and I think he should actually eat some chili dogs. Right. We've seen pasta before, right, everybody? Yeah, right. Oh, my God. You know, my fucking girlfriend told me to not take this job at Abstergo because you guys are just, you're, you're fucking soulless hacks. I mean, Ezio eats too much pasta? What kind of racist garbage is that? Hey, You're making dude, your bases out. off of... Off, what was that? Hear him out, dude. I'm what? Hear him out, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you should hear me out. It's just too much pasta. Like, we get it. It's That's that, that's classical Italian, but I just think you should be more modern. You know, you should run fast. And you should eat chili dogs. Uh, do, who, what's your name, dude? 
Tails. Jesus Christ. Is that your real name? Where are you from, Tails? I'm from the planet Mobius. I'm an Archie Comics character. Okay. Pretty close to Italy, though, right? Pretty close. They're both fictional places. I'm okay. sorry, Tyler. Is th- this is who you get for your focus group? What? Well, I mean, I mean, what demographic are we covering here? We're covering the Sonic fan club, dude. What's your name, dude? My name's Knuckles. Do you see you what want, you've done? I have a Tyler? question. Do you want my real name or my stage name? My stage name is Knuckles. My real yeah, name that's... is, is Blamp. Blamp. But we Blamp. have another nick for we have another nickname for him. We call him Big the Nick. Uh... <laughs> what was that? <laughs> you call him Big the Nick? No, no, Nick. Big the Nick. You know what? <laughs> There's been some human I don't there's been some violations. Do not cancel us. Do not cancel us, please. I, look. Honestly, I can't <laughs> I can't cancel him Stergo. I mean, honestly, if if the number of hideous lawsuits that you guys were facing just a couple years ago didn't cancel you, then having somebody in your focus group called Big the Nig is not going to cancel you. <laughs> You misheard me. <laughs> I already thought this was the Sonic fan club. I'm sorry. You know what? We are going to go. Touch right. you inside the game. Okay, it's inside the game. Okay. <clears throat> ah, it's me, Leonardo da Vinci. It's so good to see you in my shop again. Ah, buongiorno. Uh, uh, Leonardo, I, I, uh, how you doing? Hmm. Something's different about you. What? Uh, your hair is all blue. What do you? I like it. It's just it's a little different. Here, I cooked up some traditional Italian food for you. Let me put it on this uh, serving table. Mmm, chili dogs. Mmm, a little extra cheddar cheese. Mm, thank you. <laughs> We cut to uh, we cut to uh, outside the TV. Um, a uh, a young a young man is uh, playing the new Assassin's Creed too. This game is excellent. <laughs> this game is so fucking good. What you playing, son? Oh, uh, I'm playing Assassin's Creed too. You'd really like it actually, because it kind of delves pretty deep into Italian culture. Oh, well, yeah. Mind if I check it out? Yeah, here, take the controller. Okay. <laughs> this guy's <It's> fast. We <laughs> we try to pick up those rings, Dad. Okay. Did you know that 15th century Italy was covered in rings? An Italian tune? Is that what I hear? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they really did immersive stuff in this game. Oh, well, let me try swimming. <laughs> oh, hell? don't swim. Don't swim. <laughs> the hell? This looks like crap. I'm sorry. Another what is this? Another character swims up. <laughs> oh, Ezio. Don't yes. you know who I am? 
No, who are you? It's me, your uncle, Big the Cat. <laughs> Big the Cat, eh? Yes, that's the new name we're going with for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, your old name was very... <laughs> old name was... People didn't like it. It decided since I am a cat, why not just call me a cat? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, it's going to be hard not to call you Big the Jew, but I guess we'll do it. Why won't they call him that, son? Uh, Dad, well, they put it in front of a focus group and people really didn't like it. (laughs) Well, I would have loved it. This game sucks. I'm sorry, Dad. Do you want me to put in a different game? Please. Okay. Um, this is the other game I got. It's uh, it's called uh, Call of Duty: uh, Black Man in America. Would you like another cocoa, by the way? <laughs> yeah, I'd love another cocoa. God, this Christmas is perfect. Man walks down the street. Like, whoop whoop. Hey there, boy. Hi, I'm Sonic. (laughs) Kind of blue to be walking around in this town here. That's right. I got an extra chili dog. I'm here to share it with you. What's that in your hand? A chili dog. Drop the gun. (laughs) It's a chili dog. (laughs) We see see this becomes the, the, just two of them in a void talking to each other now that you (laughs) shot me. I'm so cold. You really should have put that chili dog up slower. I uh, apologize for my mistake. Well, where you're going, you can apologize for eternity. Requiescat in pacem. (laughs) Shoots him again. (laughs) So how do you like this game, Dad? Well, I guess I've become a man. Um, I'm sorry, I don't, uh, I don't understand what you mean. You want me to build a building that somebody cannot easily climb? I can't do this. Yes, we need your help here. It seems like we have these playboys running all over the city, sometimes assassins too. I just want something. I want a nice building that they can't get up on top of. Um... I'm a little bit confused here, uh, my friend. Are you Italian or not? Yeah, this but... is uh, this is Firenze, my friend. In 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 Firenze, you know, you build a building; it's got to be able to be scaled by playboys and assassins all the same. And I understand that, but I am a priest, and I'm making a nice church, and I'm just thinking, put some spikes on the outside of it. Uh, can they be climbable spikes? I would like the spikes to hurt you if you touch them. Please. This is, uh, I'm going to have to take this up with the, uh, with the architectural council. I've got, to get, I've got to get a permit for this. I've never had some. You really want this? You really want to build a church that nobody can climb? Nobody can climb. And I go even <laughs> step further. No hay bales at the bottom. Scoozy, scoozy. At the, mm-hmm. I, 
What do I do with all the hay bales? I don't want anybody jumping off the tower and into the hay bales. This no guy wants a, he, he, this guy wants a church with no tower, with nothing climbable, and no hay bales at the bottom. I, the I only, cannot. The only leap of faith you take is when you sit down and listen to my sermon. You do not jump off the building and into hay bale. Okay, I will consider this, but let me ask you something. Uh, suppose you are a 22-year-old man, you have just had an affair with your beautiful neighbor's wife, and you are running away while putting up your trousers, and they come to your church. How are they supposed to flee? Well, <laughs> there's a very simple situation to start with. I probably ask them to come in and ask for forgiveness and sit down in the church. I don't really want them to run away. My but if they do run away, I want them to fall off quickly. My friend. <laughs> Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Okay. Well, uh, let me ask you another question. Um, yes. Suppose uh, somebody is, uh, suppose uh, some big wig from the church is visiting your church. So, you know, say the Cardinal or the Pope and a, uh, you know, a shadow organization with a mind for justice decides that they want to put a knife down his throat. Uh, how exactly are they supposed to infiltrate your church and uh, <laughs> assassinate them from a high beam? No, 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 not the, the, the Pope. <laughs> yeah, Pope. Uh, okay, well, in that case, I guess we'll put a pulley system up so the Pope can get up and uh, maybe a couple of the spikes are climbable so the Pope can use them. What do you think, my friend? I don't know. Um, We've I got can't... to go to the Italian city council. <laughs> but I think that's true. <laughs> got to go to the zoning commission. Because if I can't run out of one of these hay bales, but my pen's not on. Yeah, what is my friend going to do with, with all these hay bales? How is this my problem that he has hay bales? Why, why He's got a lot of hay bales. What do you mean it's not your problem? Here's a lot of hay bales. <laughs> I thought you, you were a farmer. You shouldn't even have their hay bales in the city. Oh. oh. Are you Italian, my friend? Are you even Italian? <sighs> all right, no. I'm not, okay? I'm not Italian. Ooh. Ooh. I came here from... England. This is how we spoke back then, according to some historical studies. Back then, I mean, back now. I'm, I'm not yes. someone traveling in an animus, by the way. Yes, I've read in newspapers from now, which is the past, <laughs> which is now the present, that apparently the American accent is very close to and English accents in the 15th century. <laughs> Come back to the focus group. Hey, uh, our games are testing great <laughs> really I, I don't really have any notes but i thought i'd bring in the group to just throw out some pitches uh, in case anybody has anything that could improve it okay. cool and we're we're uh we're focus grouping assassin's Creed 2 or call of duty black man in america uh those are great we're thinking about doing a merger of the franchises oh my god perfect yeah. perfect perfect Right. Uh, by the way, I just want to say now that I've been a couple months into the um, the business, I'm so sorry about all that shit I was spewing about Ezio and Ugh. wanting to be Ezio. I, that was really ugly of me at the time. Uh, and look, I look stock don't lie. <laughs> stock <laughs> You're telling lie. me, yeah. stock do not lie. Um, okay, so we're talking about a merger of uh, Call of Duty, uh, Black Man in America, and Assassin's Creed 2. Yes, and we're going to want to lean into the racial element, I think. 
I think so. I think I, I think I can see exactly where you're going with this and I love it. Can I mention one thing that I noticed as a similarity? And I wonder if anybody else here has noticed this as a similarity. I've noticed that uh, Ezio Auditore, AKA Sonic the Hedgehog, yeah. is very similar to the main character of Call of Duty Black Men in America, Jamal Washington, Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, and we are pivoting in that direction a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. My name is, of course, uh, Antonio um, Auditore Firenze, Ezio's um, descendant. Uh, I, I recently found out I'm not Italian, so I just think we're going to strip the Italian stuff out. Sounds good to me. I mean, boss, you got anything? Um, well... Have I introduced myself, by the way? I am Kristen Bell. <laughs> oh, yeah, Kristen, nice to meet you. Well, uh, you... I know you. It's nice to know your name. Right, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, no, it's, I, I, you know, I, can I say something to everyone here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Slow clap. You've fallen right into my trap. What? Gets big. Zip. It's me, Dr. Eggman. It's been me the whole time. I love it. I love it. Keep this in the game. David Donella, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you both so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. We've needed to have you on for a long time, and we're glad you finally showed up. That's not, that's not the way to phrase it. Yeah, finally. <laughs> you showed uh, up because we invited you. <laughs> uh, do you have anything you'd like to plug today? I have, I think, nothing to plug. Um, what? Yeah, follow me on Twitter mm-hmm. at David LaSoul, D A V I D L A S O U L. Great. Uh, handle that's your handle on a couple platforms is it not yeah uh i was trying to make it dave lasol and somebody took that and so i refused (laughs) i refused to give up and i was like i go by david anyway Um, (laughs) but it makes far less sense when it's david lasol Uh, well, thank you so much again for coming on. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Nick underscore Costanza. Uh, and we are working on our Twitch stream again. This has been a couple weeks, maybe a couple months now. Uh, I think we'll we- have a couple announcements um, yes. coming up soon. Uh, stay tuned for some Reactivators announcements. Uh, in the meantime, you can follow us uh, at Reactivators on Twitter and Instagram if you want to see any announcements. Uh, maybe we'll finally post some pictures that we've been hanging on to for a while, too. Tyler, do you have anything to plug? Schnapp69 on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, uh, listen to Stario Chart on the Patreon. That may be moving somewhere else in the future, but that may be coming with the announcements. And as always, shout out to producer Lindsay Deming and stream producer Brent Flyberg for making this show slap. This has been another episode of Reactivators. See you next time. Okay, goodbye. Goodbye.